Okay, let's start the chapter. This is chapter five, consumer choices. This chapter, what we will be talking about is explain the law of diminishing marginal utility. We'll be uh, drive the consumer's purchasing rule that ensure the satisfaction is maximized explain how marginal utility theory is applicable to the real world example. Learning objective, part of it would be uh, provide a theoretical rational for downward sloping demand curve, explain why consumers generally value a product more than the price they pay, and explain why some sellers charge different prices to different consumers for the same product. In general, marginal utility, everybody is practicing that. Say when you are uh, hungry, you will enjoy your first burger very much. As the second burger comes in, you probably will enjoy it, but it's less. As the third burger comes in, you will, you will stop enjoying it, and that's when you, the marginal utility start diminishing from the first to the second to the third. The highest usually is the first marginal. The highest marginal utility is the first hamburger. And as the fourth comes in, you start feeling sick. So that's the minus marginal utility. So marginal utility, it's an extra or addition unit. But so here the marginal means an extra or addition unit. So if you have five units, then suddenly you got six units, that's one unit is a marginal. So it's an extra or additional unit. Utility, it is the satisfaction or a pleasure derived from consumption of a product. We spoke about the hamburger. The marginal utility is the, the amount of additional utility derived from consumption of an extra unit of a product. So you say you are very thirsty, you drink the first water and you are happy, but you're not and you're still thirsty. The second bottle of water probably will make you, gives you more satisfaction because the first one, you were very thirsty, but it's not enough. The second makes you more satisfied. The third one will keep you in a high level of water, but when you start drinking more water, you're gonna feel sick about it. So the marginal utility goes up uh, and uh, if you in need, but the marginal utility usually is on the top and start declining. Um, marginal utility or MU, it is divided, it stands for the change in total utility 
over the change in the quantity. And the total utility is the sum of marginal utility of each unit. Let's say first hamburger gave you five utilities or satisfaction, and the second gave you four. So the total utility is nine. Now the marginal utility applies when the consumer is behaving rational, really, not just eating for eating. Uh, the consumer objective is a maximum satisfaction. The purchase and the consumption take place over a short period of time, and the unit purchase may sometimes be set of items. Now, if we look at the law of diminishing marginal utility, we said that the first water bottle of water gave you five, the second one gave you four. Here, the amount for, of addition utility decreased the successive unit of the product as it's consumed. So if you consume one, one quantity, you're gonna get 45 marginal utility. The total utility is 45. The second one you take in is gonna may give you 36 utility. Now you add this to this, 45 plus 36 is 81 or 45 plus 36 is 81. The third one is gonna give you a loan standalone is a 25 because you already have used the first and the second one. So extra utility here, 25 plus 81 is a 106 and things goes on like this. So the sixth one is not gonna give you any utilities. So zero plus 139 becomes 139. But the seven one, when you start, you know, if you're dissatisfied about it, it's gonna give you minus six utilities. So you take 139 minus six becomes 133. So the total utility or TU increase as decreasing the rate. So, you know, the, this is a total utility. As you see, it keeps increasing as the decreasing the rate. This is the rate, this is the increasing, but at decreasing, not becomes a minus. That's a different thing. And so TU rises as long as MU is positive. Now the slope becomes zero when the marginal utility is zero. So when it becomes, when MU, <coughs> excuse me, reach to zero here, then it becomes zero. The slope of TU curve is equal to MU curve as is this declining, but it's equal. So this is once it's reached to the six, start, becomes a negative uh, adding, but is lowering. <coughs> to understand what we said is we need to complete which, you know, uh, Michelle's uh, utility for milkshake. She likes milkshake or he likes milkshake in France and Europe, Michelle is a male name and North America is a female name. So as, Quantity is one, the total utility, we have a 20, but we don't know what's the marginal utility. 
definitely marginal utility is the total utility add together. A marginal utility is total, the total of marginal utilities added together. So it is 20, so it's probably before thing, nothing being consumed, no original. So in here it should be a 20. And as we see here, it changed to 35, the difference is 15. So the second one that we consumed gave us 15. And the third one gave us um, 10. So what we're gonna see here is 45 because 10 plus 35 is 45. And because it's eight here, 45 plus 35. So the calculation is a very straightforward. It's still giving you the amount. And what's into zero, definitely that's what we have is a zero and then mine uh, 55 to start diminishing. Now, a rational consumer should purchase the product that yields the greatest marginal utility per dollar spent. So you have $5 and you want to buy chocolate and you want to buy chips. Is depend which one will give you more utilities, uh, marginal utility, whether you, you feel like to have more chips will make you a happier five units, but the chocolate will make you happier seven units. So you go with the chocolate. So the marginal utility per dollar spent, it is marginal utility divided by the price. If MU of A product divided by price of A product is higher than MU of B product divided by the price of B product, definitely you're gonna go and buy, uh, consume uh, more A, chocolate and chips. If MU of A product divided by the price of A product is less, the MU marginal utility of B product divided by B, price of B, and definitely you will go and buy uh, or consume more B. And this is how we do a rationalized purchasing. Which one contribute more value for the same amount of dollar we spend? So, Giving the following marginal utilities and the price, which product would be would a rational consumer choose? Now we have a beer, apple, ice cream, hot dog. Earlier example, we brought the chocolate and the chips. Here, what we have the marginal utility of apple as 120, but the price is $1.50. On the other hand, the marginal utility is way higher in the beer, but the price is $4. The ice cream is definitely higher than apple, but $2. And the hot dog is also higher than apple, but this is $3. Looking at the marginal utility, you will choose the beer, but comparing the price, dividing by the price, you will select the apple because the apple will give you 80 uh, uh, marginal utility per price, per dollar spent. Beer will give you 75, 
ice cream will give you 70 and hot dog 50. So a rational consumer would choose Apple because it has a highest MU per dollar. That's the rational consumer. So the optimal purchase rules. In order to maximize utility, a consumer should spend her budget so that MU, dollar MU spent on all product is equal. Let's assume you bought a chocolate with your first $5. You still have another $5. Your second choice is not gonna be, you're gonna say, okay, so I had a chocolate, let me have a, a chips this time. So you buy the chips. Your third choice might be, you still have another $5. Then you go, well, this gave me 40 utilities. This gave me 30 utilities. The second chocolate will give me 10 utilities, but the chips will give me, the second chips will give me 20. So you will pick up the chips. It's which one contribute more utility per dollars. So MU, A product divided by P, A product is equal with MU, B product divided by price of P product and goes on. There should be contributing all together the same level of utilities as a total. Let's look at this. We have what do you call a pastry, piece of pastry, which is $4, and we have the latte, $4. We assume here the prices are the same. Now, the marginal utility for the latte is 45. Your total utility is giving you 45, and if you consume one quantity for of pastry, you get 64 and 64. So definitely your choice will be selecting which one contributing more utilities. And in this case, we have- Okay, I found this on- I'm sorry. Siri. <laughs> So here, when we are selecting, which one is giving us more utility? We notice that the pastry is giving us more utility. So our first purchase will be uh, pastry, because it's giving us 64. Now on the second one, what are we gonna look at? We looked at the marginal utility for the second pastry is 52. The first marginal, the, the, but for the latte is 45. So we're gonna go and purchase the second one pastry because it's giving us more marginal utility. The third one, we notice that is gonna give us 40 marginal utility if we buy a pastry. In comparison with the latte, which is gonna give us 45. So here, when we switch the choice, by going and instead of buying the third pastry, we go and buy the first latte, <clears throat> which is, is giving us 45 instead of 40. The second, then we wanted to buy which one after all these. We looked, we still have not bought the third unit, which is 
um, uh, of pastry, and we did not buy the second unit of latte. So we compare the marginal utility here, and we see this, uh, the, the pastry given us 40, and the, the second unit is giving us 36. So we go with a pastry. So the third purchase was a latte. The fourth one is pastry because we are spending $4 each time. And here we got 60, 64. So we wanted to maximize our total utility by selecting the higher marginal utility in each case. So as we say, it's this first one 64. The second one you go for 52 marginal utility. And the third one, because it's a 45, you go with a, a latte. The fourth one is a, which is a, a $40, a 40 marginal utilities, but latte gives us only 36. So we selected the third quantity, three quantities of pastry and one latte. Now, if we're still looking for to, to get more satisfaction, now what we have, we have, if we buy a latte, it's gonna give us 36. And if we buy more uh, pastry, it'll give us 26. So obviously we'll select latte. And the last one, what's remaining 26 to 25. So we will select the uh, 26, which is more phase three. And that's how we give us the total utility is the highest. So we end up buying four units of pastry and two latte. Now let's assume here that the, the prices is not similar. Here the price is, uh, latte is a $3 and price of pastry is, $4. We're still gonna look at MU per dollar. <clears throat> What's the marginal utilities giving per dollar? That's how we, according to that, we select. So as we said, it's a $3 latte, $4 pastry. Now, so the first one's gonna give us pastry 16. The second one gives us 15 as a latte. And instead of getting 13 here, sorry, 13, we rather to get 15. Now, still we have 12 if we go for the second latte, or we get 13 if we go for the second pastry. So definitely we go with the second. In this case now, what we have in the pastry, if we wanna buy one more unit, we're gonna get only 10, yet if we buy the second coffee, we're gonna get 12. So our selection will be 12 and think we want to maximize our total utilities. The marginal utility theories, there is insight into a consumer behavior. The products with the low income elasticity like water food have the highest initial 
uh, utility will be purchased first. The more your reaction to the one product you have, it have it means has a highest utility, like food, water. The rules applies only to the purchasing of products, not to repeated cons consumption. So for uh, purchasing of the product, not consuming the same, because after you consume something, if you're consuming the same thing every day, your utilities is, becomes a regular, uh, not the utility you're feeling to toward that product becomes a regular, taking things for granted, so there is not much utilities. So not the repeated consumption, it's purchasing of the product. And cannot compare between people. So for some people, beer will give more utility than hard liquor. For others, hard liquor gives more than beer. So that's the, you cannot compare it between people. Could be different in the gender, could be different in the race, culture, the utility will change. Now the marginal utility and the demand, they are this, almost the same, driven by each other, by the demand curve. So the marginal utility will drive the demand curve as the price is quantity consumed is dollars is willing quantity consumed one if the mar marginal utility the price is eight but if the price is 10 the accused is not interested to buy because it's not giving the value or the utilities so akio once this becomes eight pays one because that's with how much value it's getting worth of value of eight dollars more expensive and he's not going to buy it and as the price goes down, he will be buying more and more and more. So the demand curve derived by the marginal utility of IQs. And if we look at it as a graph, that to get IQ to buy the first juice, the price will have to drop to $8, because we said if it's $10, it's not buying anything. Then for to buy him the second one, the price has to be it dropped. So at eight dollars, he is willing to consume six, seven, and eight. At eight dollars, he's willing to consume one unit. As the price becomes five, then he's willing to consume two. As the price becomes a four, he's willing to consume three units. So as diminishing marginal utility results to downward sloping of the demand. Because of the diminishing of marginal utility, we see the downward slope, the demand curve. So what's a consumer surplus? And we said that consumer surplus, let's say you are willing to pay at $5 to buy five units, but you find that at $4, you're willing to buy four units, but you find that at $5, you're buying five units and you don't buy first four at four, 
that's uh, six dollars and the second the last one at five no you buy all these five units at the five dollars five units at the five dollars so the excessive benefit that you are receiving from the price lower the price is that what you call a consumer surplus the difference between what a customer is willing to pay and actual price of the product. Now, so the first one, when it is at, you're willing to pay $8, uh, uh, $1 at $1, and MU marginal utility is $8, your marginal consumer surplus is $7. Because what's happened is, where it's contributing $8 for you, you're buying it at $1. So your marginal consumer surplus is $7. You you're getting more value than the $1. $1. You're getting a value of $8 for $1. So the marginal consumer surplus is a $7. And the second one, your marginal consumer surplus is $5, but you're still paying $1. So the difference is a four and four plus seven is uh, and that's the total 11, which is the total and the third and keeps going up. So the marginal consumer surplus is the dollar of marginal revenue or the value that you're getting minus the real price. So sometimes you go to a store, you buying something, you come very happy because you found it cheaper than you're willing to pay for that. So the total consumption surplus is M MCS, marginal consumer surplus, one and two and three, the total of it. In the graph, the shaded area here above the price line that represent of consumer surplus because what you're buying, you're buying it at price of 60 and 10,000. Yet you're willing to pay a price of 70, 80, but you're buying all these quantity at uh, 60. So this area is what you call a consumer surplus for each quantity, the vertical distance between the price and the line and the demand curve represent the marginal consumer surplus. Let's assume you're trying, you're willing to pay um, $90, okay, to buy 4,000. And you're willing to pay $2,100 for 2,000. And you went to the store and somebody fooled you with $90 and the original price outside the market on 10,000. You still got a marginal utility of this blue shaded area because what's happened, you were willing to pay here. So you end up really actually in the market is this is the price. So all this supply is called consumer surplus. Now, Consumer supplies varies with the elasticity. Now, the more is inelastic, 
the more the demand, the greater is the consumer surplus. Because when you are in elastic, you show, you know, there is a bigger consumer surplus is happening for you. Now, if the assuming the partial unit cannot be bought, what is the marginal consumer surplus for each unit bought? And the, what is the total consumption surplus? Same the graph is at one quantity willing to pay $10 and the actual price is $6. So you are happier because you saved $4. Now the second one, you're willing to pay $9, uh, but the actual price, uh, $6. The price doesn't change, it's only $6. So you're happier by a three marginal surplus. And goes on until is your marginal surplus is becomes zero to pay and we're willing to pay $0. But you add the marginal surplus is the total of it is total consumption surplus, which is 10 units. Now, sometimes we see that the price discrimination, you have the elders or veterans day, you have ladies night, uh, you have something like, there is a price discrimination and why they do that, why, why you people, uh, suppliers do a price, a firm do a price discrimination. Price discrimination is to selling of an identical product at a different price to a different customers. So the older will get a haircut of $10, but the younger get the $15. For a reason other than the cost of the production, Consumers have a different demand for the same product, are different, are therefore prepared to pay different prices. And the bottom line for the firm is wants to maximize uh, its total revenue. So if you, if you if he gives 10% discount for older people, older people then he will get higher revenue from that segment. And he kept the same total revenue from younger ones. So uh, the blue shaded uh, shows that the total revenue received with 300 clients at a single price of $6. So this is consumer surplus captured by a, a theater, say owner or something. So $6 to 300. The, by practicing the price discrimination can still have 300 by $2,012. So his scheme for the $12, he managed to sell 200. And if he goes down uh, for other people, he can manage the 300. If, and the reason as we said, they are there to maximize their total revenue and minimize their total revenue. So the producer can therapy capture some of the consumer 
surplus because you know when it's the price is higher people are willing to pay buy that unity but less people some selected people will do so that's the way how they capture the consumer of the consumer surplus so why we do what's a, uh, to practice the price discrimination when can we do that one must identify groups of customers with a different demand elasticities, um, separate them from others, ensure that those obtaining the lower price cannot resell the product and ensure that the seller has control over the price. And we'll explain each one of them separately. Typical practice of the base of uh, price discrimination, you can see the age we said, the gender, the time of purchase, the time of use, and the volume of purchase. Age, we brought the hairdressers, the gender we said ladies night, the time of purchase, you can purchase after 12 o'clock, becomes more expensive. The time of use, when can you use that product, uh, especially in the service also, and how much amount you're buying, the prices can differ. So um, <clears throat> demand for haircut from a senior dif differs greatly that from other customers. And DQ or QD is the quantity demanded by seniors. And you know, if the price at 20, seniors will have a one, one person will come in and have a haircut and juniors will have nine people will come to haircut. As the price decrease, we know the demand increases and keep increasing. So at the, if we selling it at $8, you will have 19 people coming in that they are seniors and 15 people coming in as they are juniors or others. But here where we wanna maximize our total revenue. So we separate seniors from others. And if, we, if you could only charge one price here, the customer, which price would give the greatest sales revenues. The greatest sales revenue, how you do that? 10, nine plus one is 10, multiplied by 20, 200. And 10 plus four, uh, 14 multiplied by 18. So as we don't distinguish any pricing, when we are selling at $12 a haircut, which will generate a total revenue of 312 because at $12, we'll cut uh, 26 hairs. Uh, at $14, we're just gonna do at 22. So as a $12, 26 multiplied by, by 12 is a 320. Total revenue, that's the highest case in these cases uh, below. But if charge the different to each group, how can you maximize the sale revenue? Now, instead of adding one plus nine, what we do, now we do one multiplied by two, which is a 20, and nine multiplied by two, 
which is 880 and add them together. And we do that each one. And we select the highest number between them. Then we select the prices. So here what we do is at $10, we see like maximum 16 people comes in that generate 160. Now, if you go $8, not gonna generate 160, you can get less than 160. So you picked it here for the seniors at $10. On the other hand, if you do it 18 or 20, your total revenue is $180. So you also stop it at here to 18 or 20, and then you add them together and you become $340. Any other combination will not generate a $340. And that's how you do a price discrimination. So in the end of the chapter, we spoke about the marginal utility and the total utility, spoke about the consumer optimal purchasing rule, the law of diminishing marginal utility and how it rate to a downward sloping demand curve, consumer surplus and how to calculate it, the price discrimination and the condition required. And thank you very much.